Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Thursday, December 28th. Once a month, we catch up with things going on at the Zealand Historical Society, the Decker House Museum, and the historic old uh, New Groningen Schoolhouse. And to help us with that latest on that is the Executive Director of the Zealand Historical Society, Caitlin Vermeers, on the other side of our table. Caitlin, good morning. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Good morning. You, you as well. Glad you are with us. If you have a question for Caitlin, she'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Before we talk about upcoming programs and exhibits, we want to take care of one pressing matter more than anything else as we chat on this 28th day of December. Uh, Sunday midnight comes very quickly if you wish to make a contribution to the uh, Zealand Historical Society, you really only have two business days and uh, in person and four overall to be able to do it. Right, in order to be counted for this uh, fiscal year 2023, absolutely. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, how people can help financially support the uh, uh, the the Zealand Historical Society before the tax man deadline of midnight on uh, on Monday. So we do have a link on our website, um, so you can always give online. We do honor anything post-dated 2023 as well. So if you mail in a check anytime before well, Sunday, they won't take it. Um, so anytime before Saturday, um, we will honor that as a 2023 contribution. And uh, hope, you know, dare I ask how much of the revenue for the society comes in in the month of December as people start thinking ahead uh, for tax time. Yeah, it we we bring in a, about fifteen percent of our revenue in December, so <laughs> it's always it. That's true for a lot of nonprofits. Year end giving is a huge uh, factor in planning financials for nonprofits. So. Uh, I'll be blunt. How's been giving this year been? Giving has actually been phenomenal this year. Um, we have exceeded what we budgeted for income already this year. However, um, we have budgeted. It's because when they hired me two years ago, we had a huge increase in expenses. So we've budgeted a budget uh, for to have a deficit for five years following that, planning to to gap it. So uh, that don't let that discourage you from giving. We've exceeded what we budgeted for income. However, we still have a budget deficit. So, uh, so has that sort of shrunken the projections? Yeah. Uh, uh, in a positive way. So in other words, it's not as bad as you thought it would be right now. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, we have, we project that we will be um, breaking even at the end of next year. So every year that I've, I've been working here, um, that gap has gotten smaller and smaller. All right. Three letter word to ask you is why has that been better? Well, the, the whole idea of when you hire staff, it's an investment. <laughs> so as um, Audrey and I, our two staff, have been doing more programming, we've been asking for more money because we have more things going on that we need money for. 
Uh, we've started uh, annual fundraiser. All those things have helped to not only show people that it's worth supporting what we're doing, because that's really important, um, and but also to um, just ask. <laughs> what are the biggest needs right now for the Zealand Historical Society besides getting back into the black on this or getting into the black? Right. But what what are the biggest needs as you see 2024 just over the horizon yeah. that hopefully you and the society can be able to meet those needs uh, in the upcoming year? Which is the biggest, what are the biggest challenges? So um, something that we talk about almost every board meeting is storage. So we are actually running out of storage for our collection space. We use the basement of our two buildings and it's getting pretty full. So um, we are looking ahead for solutions to, uh, to find more storage, build more storage, uh, uh, renovate our space to have more storage. We're just looking at different solutions because we don't want to stop collecting things. So um, we need to figure out where that future stuff is going to go. Limited space availability within the buildings itself. Could I also say limited property space as well? In other words, you might have to start thinking, we might have to find some land to be able to build a storage uh, capacity. Or if the popularity of the museum continues, yeah. Decker Heiss is nice, but we might have to start thinking about a new uh, a Zealand museum. Yeah, those are all kind of things that we're looking at. Um, we're definitely still in the prospecting phase, so nothing is concrete. But All right. Uh, as for the collection itself, um, obviously you can't control what comes in, Yeah. but are there certain things that people have said, you know, if you can find this, it'd be great to have in the collection. Are there certain things you'd like to have, get your hands on <laughs> this oh, coming year? Oh, there's so many things. Um, so one of the things is we don't have a, a lot of art from Zealand artists. So we would love to grow our art collection um, from people. We just got in a piece this year from an artist. Uh, I'm blanking on his first name, but last name, Van Dyke. He was a soldier during World War II. He had a promising art career and was showing in galleries in Chicago. He got drafted and then died, sadly, in World War II. So um, a very short career. And we had someone donate one of his uh, charcoal sketches to the museum this year. So that was really exciting. Yeah, it's nice to have that donation. And it's kind of tough to, you know, for a museum, this a small museum like the Zealand Museum, to try to compete for artifacts, right. in this case from an artist, because if he was that good, you know, they're in private collections and you know, they're not going to give, they're not going to exactly. donate it so, so easily. That's exactly right. <laughs> a lot, a lot of his work is, is valued. So it's hard to, for someone to, to come up with or yeah, to justify donating it for no money. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, besides art, perhaps um, tangible things. What about uh, certain eras of Zealand that uh, oh, yeah. uh, let's just say they might not be great value monetarily right but it's a slice of life from say the 1930s or the 1920s i mean is is that still something that the museum would like to get their hands on yeah definitely and actually some of what um we don't have a lot of are some of the newer decades like the 60s onward um because when they started collecting that those things weren't considered historic so we're starting to get things from the 60s 70s and 80s mm. um 
and could definitely use more. And and some of you may ha- may have those things, judging by you being alive during those decades. Yeah, and then of course, keeping in mind, perhaps, uh, well, we need these things from the '60s, '70s, and '80s. We don't want to burden our successors from 20 years from now saying we got to find stuff from the 2020s. Let's start stashing some stuff yeah, now. Definitely. There was uh, some interesting work. Um, we didn't do much, but other museums, like the Tri-Cities Museums, have done interesting in Grand Haven work of trying to collect things about the COVID pandemic while it was happening. So understanding that uh, this is going to be something that historians want to study. So let's collect this stuff now while we have it. Um, think, yeah, things like masks that people sewed during that period. And everyone was frantically sewing masks. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Our friends over at, uh, you know, uh, 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 a couple of businesses around here were making masks during the outbreak, uh, because they couldn't, you know, they yeah. needed some sort of, sort of income. They, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. If you've got a question for Caitlin Vermeeris of the Zealand Historical Society, she'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Let's talk about a couple of things going on now. Something coming up this Saturday involving an egg drop? Yeah, so our last event of the year, we are challenging uh, anyone of any age to come and design a container that will protect, protect an egg from dropping from the second store of our build story of our building. So um, you at home can design whatever structure you want, find, get creative, use materials you have at home. Um, we've had people use um, some really creative things like wrapping paper. <laughs> uh, someone used an actual egg carton and then tried to stuff it last year. <laughs> so uh, look around and see what you could find at home. Um, put an egg inside and then come out to the museum on Saturday at, we're going to drop the eggs at noon. So come before noon and we'll see if it survives. Now, uh, the obviously you want to survive. Is there going to be any, uh, 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 prizes for perhaps the one that, that maybe you have somebody, you know, you got five or six people that. They how they survive. Okay, round two. Which one survives after round two? Yeah, we've 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 done that the past couple of years of drop them again and see if they make them again. Um, we don't have any any prizes, but we will have hot chocolate and cookies. For okay, so. and then of course you have to test the eggs to make sure that nobody is uh, sneaking in a hard boiled <laughs> <Yeah>. egg. So <laughs> that they cheat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you don't want no that. cheating. Yeah, let's let's not let's let's play fair. And of course, for some of us, memories of these egg competitions usually are not very good. So let's, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think I will take a pass on that uh, a competition. But that's okay. I'm I'm going to see my, my my son you know on Saturday, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. We are also looking forward to something new. Not. So much on the 1st of January, because it's a holiday, nothing's open. Uh, But on the 2nd of January, the Zealand Historical Society has a new membership uh, 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 situation. We do, yeah. So our board has evaluated our membership program because it hasn't changed for a long time. (laughs) So um, trying to offer benefits that that actually mean things to our members and also just with the reality of inflation and costs of the membership program, um, we are relaunching a new membership structure. So um, individual memberships 
will start at $30, and then family memberships will be $50. From there, it goes on to uh, 500 or um, 150 and then 500 and then 2000 for uh, increasing benefits for your membership. Okay, so it's basically uh, a, a way to, you know, again, upgrade it, yes. but also give incentives for people to give more. Right. And uh, I, there are some realities, like we mail a quarterly newsletter. The cost of printing that and mailing that has risen a lot the last five years. So um, just in looking at that, it, it, we can't offer those benefits unless it's at a certain level. Okay. People. So, and then um, the new levels will be published on the website, which is uh, 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 Zealand, uh, uh, get it right, because I hit the <laughs> wrong button here, zealandhistory.org. Yes. That'll be available there. All and, right. An exciting perk of membership that we've already had, but we're really trying to highlight is we are a member of the North American Reciprocal Membership Program, the NARM program. So if you are a member at the 150 level or higher, you are also a member of NARM, which gets you access to a lot of different museums and gardens and historical, or um, yeah, not just historical, other things too around the country. So uh, it, it, for a lot of those places, the price of the $150 membership is pretty close to what you pay for a family to go, uh, such as uh, the Kalamazoo Air Zoo is a member. And uh, so if you're ever going to go there this year, being a member of the Historical Society is two-year benefit. Right. <laughs> that will certainly help as well. I want to backtrack for a moment. We were talking about the um, deadline to give for 2023 tax purposes mm -hmm. is midnight Sunday online and post date your, uh, um, if you're going to mail uh, uh, right. the check, have it dated uh, for the 30 for, by the 31st of December. There is the year end appeal, which I didn't should have brought up when we were talking oh. about it earlier. Yeah. Tell us about this year end appeal because that is winding down too. That is, yeah. So, um, th this was the letter that we that we sent out to our our supporters and potential supporters. In this letter, we really highlighted the work we've been doing inventorying our collection. So, uh, the inventory process is something most museums do every three to four years. We have never done it actually. So, there was a lot of work to do to go back and and take stock of what we have. Do we what we have match? the collection or the catalog numbers that we have them for and just get all of our paperwork backed up. We started uh, last year in January with a 5% inventory completion. We are now at 90%. So that has been a major focus this year for our work. And it's going to help our programming be better, our exhibits be better. It's going to really um, streamline everything we do because we know what we have and where it is. Well, 90%, I dare I say, by this time, uh, December 28th, 2024, should be completed? We hope so. <laughs> uh, I will say this last 10% is going to be a lot slower because <laughs> we got all the easy stuff done. So the last 10% okay. is uh, things that we need to really look through the look through the catalog, try to match stuff up. But I think I think optimistically we can be done by December next year. Well, yeah. Keep us informed, as they say, about the efforts to uh, get the... Everybody cataloged in, in, in law, you know, every put, put in a nice orderly way yeah. to be able to, uh, uh, to, 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 to have indeed a Zealand historical society, hate to say this, out there act together. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it was not run by people who had 
professional experience for many years. Uh, and they did it as good as they as good as they could. But there are just some things that are industry standards that weren't done. So we're doing them now. Caitlin, uh, the current exhibit spotlighting our friends from Miller Knoll and Herman Miller. Uh, it's winding down. We have basically a month left on that temporary exhibit. It is. Yes, we extended that um, one month. So initially it was going to come down this week, but um, we were able to extend that loan for the items with Herman Miller or Miller Knoll. Um, so you have now until January 27 to come see it and then it will be gone. <laughs> uh, for those who may not have been aware of this particular exhibit, uh, some of the things that people will see when they come to the Decker Heist Museum and take a look at this exhibit. Yes, they will see, uh, we have over 40 pieces on loan from the Miller Knoll archive. So furniture pieces, examples of designs. Some of them are um, limited edition, one of a kind pieces. So um, even if you've seen the designs before, it's still worth coming to see. The focus of the exhibit is on the design history of the company. So it'll um, take you through different eras with different designers, such as George Nelson, um, Ray and Charles Ames, uh, Gilbert Rohde, and, and talk through what they what those designers uh, pioneered for that company. Well, it also has different sections that highlight things like um, DJ Dupree, who's the founder of, of Herman Miller, it talks about his uh, spirituality because he was a very spiritual man. So in our church room, we have an exhibit on that. Um, we have an exhibit on plywood and um, World War II. So <laughs> Ray and Charles Ames, who are major designers for Herman Miller, designed leg stints during World War II. So connecting that. So you'll you'll see if you uh, are interested in design, there's still something there for you. I think you'll be interested in. Again, the Herman Miller exhibit, the uh, uh, honoring the 100th anniversary of Herman Miller. The Miller Knoll exhibit goes on through January 27th. And yep. after that, what are we looking at for 2024 as spotlighted exhibits at the Decker Heights Museum? So um, next June, we will open a new exhibit on agriculture in West Michigan. So our programming theme this year, uh, this coming year is going to be on agriculture. We'll have a number of other programs to go along with it. But the major exhibit's going to look at the history of agriculture in West Michigan, which is obviously a huge history. <laughs> and, of course, with uh, Zealand being part of it as well, our friends over at Zealand Farm Services, hopefully they'll be uh, yeah. uh, uh, prominent in that and, and, and step up like Miller Knoll has done with uh, yeah. its exhibit. And hopefully our friends at ZFS will be able to do that as well. And part of the thing that will help in terms of these programs is sponsorships opportunity. Yes. Yeah, so last this past year, we launched what is we were calling our program sponsorship. So um, for many of our um, programs, this allows people to directly underwrite the cost of that program. So um, it's, it's a lower level sponsorship. So if you don't have a lot of sponsorship dollars to give, it's a really effective way to use that money to make something happen in the community and also, uh, get your name out there. All right. So, uh, it's a $250 program sponsorship to support cultural and historical, uh, education. But, uh, you know, if you want to Donate more than two fifty, you get uh, yeah. maybe a little bit higher up on the <laughs> right. On and well, and I will say that's a separate from things like our exhibit. So we're going to do a separate sponsorship appeal for some of our more major programming, like our exhibit or um, fundraisers, that sort of thing. During twenty twenty three, the Decker Heist Museum 
Zealand Historical Society became a welcome center for the city of Zealand. Right. We've talked about it in previous appearances, and it's a good time to sort of revisit that now as uh, the first full year of this will be in 2024. And for people who want to get to know a little bit about Zealand, maybe the first place is to look at its past. Absolutely. So the it was kind of a natural pairing because uh, people who have very little familiarity can also learn about the community through our exhibits. So um, we have information there about restaurants and walking tours you can do and different stores to get to know the community, things like the Critter Barn. Um, but you also could take some time to learn about the history of the community and that will help you know the present. So, so that will be available at the uh, Decker Heisch Museum and it's open during regular museum hours? Correct. I didn't know whether or not it was like one of those things where you can step in anytime, get a couple of uh, brochures and then walk around and, and yeah. do that is I don't, I don't that's not available or is it no it's only available okay. during museum hours. all right i just yep. want I just want to get yep. that clarified uh, along the lines and of course for the museum to be open during regular hours only two people and let's put it this way caitlin loves the museum after all it helps provide for the family and the new little baby however she doesn't want to be there every minute of every day. In other words, they they need some help. They need some volunteers. We do, yes. <laughs> Ongoing need. Uh, we also we need we definitely need greeters. So people who are willing to come and just be the face of the museum. Um, we can give you. Uh, you have other things to do while you're there, but but the main thing is to learn about the museum and to orient people to it. Um, if you are not interested in that, but you still want to volunteer, you still reach out because we have a number of other areas that we need some volunteer help in, such as maintenance, um, things like writing content for newsletters. Uh, there's, there's a plethora of areas. So, so yep. Uh, that opportunity and other opportunities involved with the Zealand museum for those who might have artifacts that has a strong Zealand tie-in. Yes. Maybe you have some old photographs. Maybe your relatives, your grandmas or grandpa came from, from Zealand. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they might not be, might not have been a past mayor or a member of the city council, but they're still, you know, they're yeah. still from Zealand. Hey. Still their history. Their history. The Zealand Historical Museum might be interested in some of those artifacts. How to get it to them? Very simple. Uh, the Zealand Historical Society's phone number is 616-772-4079. 616-772-4079. The website, not only for information on the museum, but also how you can give through the museum, is zealandhistory.org. That is zealandhistory.org. And if you need to send an email, info at zealandhistory.org. That is info at zealandhistory.org. Caitlin Vermeeris, thank you very much for keeping us up to date on things going on at the museum. Wish you and everyone at the museum well, uh, a very successful and nice 2024 yeah. ahead. And if all goes well, we'll do this again in January. Sounds great. Have a happy new year, Gary. Thank you very much, Caitlin Vermaris on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.
CBS News with Peter King straight ahead, followed by WHTC News. And then it is the day that uh, the Pledge of Allegiance became official. And we'll uh, play the Pledge of Allegiance from a notable comedian in a few moments on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.